Brad and Court Talk Sci-Fi's Van Helsing, presented by PureFandom.com. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. And tonight we got a kind of special guest coming on. Yeah, one of our favorites, uh, Roland Pitlumney, a.k.a. Scab. Diving into Van Helsing. Absolutely. It was a pretty cool season. Yes, it was. I It was a lot of stuff went on. I mean, I was kind of surprised at the big role that Scab took, and I think we're going to be talking about that tonight. So, Oh, absolutely. Like he, oh my God. I, f- f- we'll talk about this, but from where the show started, I did not envision his character going as far as it has. No, like no, wow. not at all. I'm, <laughs> we talk a lot about evolutions and wow. Yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> well, um, before we get started with him, mm-hmm. uh, Brad... Uh, we just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Jindev. He's Brad ZB. Also, be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well. Just keep up to date on the latest articles that are being posted. You can also find Pure Fandom on Facebook. And Brad, do you know what else is on Facebook? Uh, there are things about vampires in Van Helsing. I think there's actually like a Pure Fandom Van Helsing group. There is. Uh, oh we God, are there. Right. Yeah, we're there with a lot of great people who happen to love this show. And like once this season started, the last season started, like just all these people, they they are in. They're like, we love the show. We want to know. We want to talk about it. And of course, we have some of the cast and crew that drop by as well um, that leave us little tidbits or let us know something's gone on or um, I mean, we need an author's name, not author, a writer's name. Right. Like they're always happy to drop it. So join in on the conversation, especially if you love in-housing. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool place. They have videos that people are doing, um, art, like just come and join the conversation for sure. We have our regular Brad and Court Talk Peer Fandom group, uh, Facebook group over there as well, where we talk about anything and everything under the sun. So if there is a, a show or a movie that you happen to love and you want us to talk about it, or you want to talk about it with anybody, just come and join the group and, uh, you know, we're here. Yep, definitely. And let's go ahead and get ready to talk to uh, Roland. Absolutely. And we are back and we have with us Roland Pidlemley from Van Helsing. Welcome. Also known as Vampire Scab. (laughs) Good morning, good evening from wherever you may be on the planet. (laughs) It's great to talk to you again. um, Yeah, it's great to talk to you guys. Uh, This is the third third time we're doing this Mm -hmm. um, for season three. Um, And it seems like each each season there's a lot more to talk about. Uh, Characters grow. Um, And you you guys have like the uh, one of the best shows for podcasts around. well, yeah, thank you. really, really great to be uh, talking to you again, and, and I'm very grateful to be uh, heading into season four <laughs> with all the fan support and your support um, with Pure Fandom. Uh, it, it's it's awesome because uh, you guys celebrate uh, the season that we've had uh, and finished and, and, and everything and all the support that you've given us, and then heading into season four um you know it's it's like you guys are pumping us up and and heading right into it so mm-hmm. it's you guys are right in that that perfect sweet spot of you know uh, like the celebratory sort of feeling with us so it's it's very exciting time for the entire cast and crew heading into uh this next step here yeah thank you very much i mean we're looking forward to the next season i mean this season kind of uh, it took us by surprise on a lot of things that happened. I mean, looking back at it, Court and I were talking about this earlier. At no point in time did we ever see the progression of Scab happen like it did this season. <laughs> oh yeah, it's. I tell you, man, it, it's been a it's been a ride. Um, one of the coolest things is that uh, honestly, my my character uh, when I first read for the part, as, as you guys know, I, I was only supposed to be on for one or two episodes. And uh, the the writers and, and Neil LaBute have been so cool with, you know, creative ideas that, you know, when, when they see something that they kind of, they go, well, we can write more for this this character. There's something that, that inspires them, um, you know, and they write more for your character. It's like that is, for any actor, uh, that is the, the coolest thing because, you know, he, Scab has kind of gone from like this feral vampire to where he's like almost like a rabid, you know, animal. Um, and then he kind of comes up into the ranks a little bit. So now 
at this point uh, becoming if there's anybody that hasn't seen seen season three yet there's going to be spoilers here so make sure because uh, there's parts of the world that haven't uh, seen it yet and so you know with scab becoming uh, a sisterhood member it's one of those things where it's uh, you've you know, you go through this whole gamut of what your character can do, uh, what you can bring to uh, the character that makes it different um, and just really matches what the show needs. And so it, it's so exciting to be to be part of that and, and, and to have the writers, you know, um, to have some input with the writers and to, to talk to them and the producers. It's, it's just the coolest thing. Yeah, Scab's a partnership with... Um I'm sorry, with Ivory has just been like one of the most epic things ever. Like just seeing you guys, you and Jennifer work together has been amazing this season. Oh, I I love Jennifer. She's, she's amazing for, uh, for listeners, uh, Jennifer John, she plays uh, Ivory on the show and she's, uh, she first started in uh, season two. And when she came on, it's, uh, you know, she's definitely got a presence and uh, she's definitely owned her, um, her role and she's deserved every, uh, you know, accolade she can get, you know, from that. Um, she's amazing. She's, this, <laughs> she's, uh, she's almost taller than me. I I'm, I'm six feet and, sh- and she's pretty close to that. And with heels, you know, she's pretty, she's pretty, you know, intimidating. Um, and so she's just the perfect fit for ivory. Cause it's almost like, you know, like the, the matrix movies with, uh, Trinity, mm-hmm. um, you know, like that strong female character, uh, Ripley playing in, in Aliens. Um, you know, she's, you know, got this real kick-ass, strong vibe, right? And the thing is, is that that's how she is in real life. She's she's actually the sweetest, most spiritual girl you can meet. Um, but she's got this part where she's got, uh, she does yoga, horseback riding, kickboxing, um, and, you know, she's just a real kick-ass lady. <laughs> so, you know, when you're on set with her, um, you, you get pumped up for the, for the scene. And, and, you know, you could just feel the vibe in, on, the, uh, on the set uh, just completely change. Because, you, know, uh, you know, number one, like, um, you know, her stature in that is, like, very strong. But when she comes out in, in the sisterhood garb, <laughs> you know, it's like, look out. And so, uh, you know, she's, she's so good at the fighting scenes and she does all her own, um, uh, fighting, uh, stunt work. And I, I, I try to do as much as I can myself, but she's a, she's a real inspiration as far as really going for it. Like she's not afraid of anything. Uh, we'll, we'll do a take. We'll do a, um, there's a certain scene where we had, uh, in I believe it was the the second episode, third possibly, where we're underneath this train and the uh, daywalkers are uh, coming by, and uh, she, she has like this this fight thing with the, the daywalkers, and then they rise again. But like the whole uh, fight scene, you know, beforehand, um, I knew to kind of leave her alone a bit because like she's working out all these moves with this this actual uh, it's like a staff spear sort of thing. And uh, on one end, there's no, um, there isn't a pointy end for safety, uh, for props. And sometimes we use like, you know, a rubber, uh, like a rubber gun or rubber, you know, things like that. So the other actors are okay. Uh, But she's practicing like with like a real stick sort of thing. And, and she's just getting her moves like really, really intense. And so when it's time to uh, go on set, (laughs) you know, it's like, let's, let's be careful here. And she's just all out. Um, you know, all the fight scenes are all her and it's, it's just amazing to watch. So, you know, I, I'm inspired from, from actors uh, like that and, and energies like that, because uh, um, as much as, you know, as an, uh, being an actor, you can, you can let your ego in and go, Hey, you know, I'm on a show, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, and, and you have to put all that aside and go, well, the, the work and the job has to be done. And that's the most important part is, you know, you've, you've got a, you've got a task to do and and you need to do it well. Uh, You need to learn your lines and she's just complete professional. So it's, uh, I have nothing but great things to say about her for sure. And she is so amazing at that role that she plays too. I mean, she really helps pull it out and you can tell that the dynamic between uh, her and scab has been such a big game changer this season. 
Oh, it's uh, absolutely. And <clears throat> it's so cool because um, the the, uh, the writers and, and producers on the show and, and Neil, you know, they, they're very um, observant to what goes on a set. And, you, you know, Ivory and I, we, we, we like to work things out, work out a scene. Um, and both of us, like in, in real life, are very, you know, caring, open people. Like we, we love to talk about, you know, um, everything and, and help people. And, and she, she's, a, she's a fantastic role model. Um, and so that carries over into, um, into the actual scenes. You can feel it. We had, um, we had one of the scenes where uh, when Ivory actually bites uh, Scab um, and he becomes a daywalker, uh, that episode was directed by David Winning, and we just got great news today that he's going to be uh, directing, <laughs> this is awesome, <laughs> directing the uh, first few blocks of, um, or the first block of Van Helsing Season 4. <laughs> and he's, he's a very, very um, intuitive director. But um, when we did the scene, we were kind of working out, we had a different way that we were going to do it. Um, it was supposed to be very, very sunny out. And uh, the direction was to, you know, kind of you're being burned by the sun until you become a daywalker. And the day of shooting, it was raining. And so being up in um, Vancouver, Canada, um, I, you know, I, I love Vancouver. It's uh, hometown uh, for me. I was born and raised. Um, and so I'm used to the rain, but it's like you're you're hoping for that sunshine just to make the scene right. And so we kind of changed up the scene just a little bit, um, just, you know, just minutes before. And what came out was really ma- magical because um, Ivory comes up and, and uh, is, is, you know, you, you can see she's changed into a daywalker and Scab has this care for her. And she, you know, basically turns the tides and, um, you know, changes him into a daywalker. And then you could just feel the, the care in there. So all the tears, uh, you know, everything is real there. And it's and that was very early on in the season. So from that, we kind of got inspiration and, and springboarded from that. So the, you know, the communication, the relationship is definitely blossoming. And, uh, you know, I, I feel in season four here, we're going to really delve into some cool, really cool things. Because as actors, we're not afraid to um, confront, you know, that, that conflict and 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 that sort of thing. So I'm I'm really looking forward to having some, you know, really heartfelt moments with with Jennifer. She's a great actress to to work with and and to uh, to listen with, you know. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so I have a question for you. Tell us about working with Alex. There's been some competition between the fans of you and the fans of Alex. Like who's going to kick whose butt? Oh. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Alex, number one, I, I love Alex. Al- so people, I don't know, Alex Ponovic, uh, he, he plays Julius. Um, back in season one, when, when I first met him, uh, he's this tall, he, he's like six, four, six, five. He, he used to be a boxer. Um, you know, a real, real, you know, Im- intimidating aura, right? And especially in that makeup when he was uh, Vampire Julius, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're, I'm like, do I talk to this guy? I know I've got a scene with him, but I, you know, do I touch him? You know, like, what's, what, what do we do, right? And he was the most welcoming fella on set. Um, you know, he's, he stands up for, you know, um, you know people that have been um, bullied or human rights. You know, he's, you know, he's very close to, to his mom. Um, so, you know, like he, he's got a huge, huge heart, really funny guy, great guy. Um, and so when, when you work with a fella like that, all, all, anything that you have like preconceived notions about, you know, like a, a real, you know, badass, right. Kind of, kind of just melts. You kind of go, okay, you know what? I feel comfortable with this fella. Let's, let's work out a scene. Um, let's see, have you got ideas? And he, you, you have a lot of fun, uh, with a person like that. So him turning into, um, him turning into a human, uh, was actually, it, it was a huge thing for me because as you're reading the script or no one knows what's going on from script to script, um, mm-hmm. except the writers and producers and Neil. 
And, uh, you know, so with um, Sci-Fi is Van Helsing, um, Sci-Fi gets, you know, um, you know, they they have such a voice in there with what is cool, what is what is where we want to have the direction of the show go, that uh, when we come up with something like, OK, well, Julius is going to be human now. Um, it's right across the board. It's a, it's you know, it's excitement. So when it filters down into the, the makeup team as they're reading it, they're going, oh, oh, here we go. And it's just like this anticipation of what's going to happen. So when I first read that, going, wow, he becomes human. Uh, the first thing was, I, I know we're going to have a lot of fun at this, but I felt sad because part of it um, was him being our our leader back in, in, in season one and, and part of uh, two there was... Um, you've got this strong figure to look to and now it changes. And then where does this go? So I, I'm bringing all that into the, the, the fear of scab as the character. And so well, the best way to cope with any kind of fear in real life or anything that is to channel that into something creative. So I took all that actual real feeling and put it into say something that I could use as far as maybe animosity towards the character, towards uh um, you know, anger, that sort of thing. So I, I used all that energy towards um, human Julius and towards, not towards Alex, but working with him on set going, you know, is it okay if I do this and that? And he's like, yeah, go for it, man. You know, like, actually punch me in the ribs. And I'm going, you want me to punch you in the ribs? He's like, actually punch me in the ribs. <laughs> and so in season season two, we had this fight um, the confrontation and that it was cool. You know, it's like you're, you're confronting, um, the best thing in, in, in acting is to have conflict. And, uh, the more conflict that you can have, the more emotion is there, the more the scene is urgent, you know, the urgency's there. Um, and Alex is, he, he gets so into, um, into, uh, into a scene. It's crazy. So heading into season three here, um, I thought, well, you know, let's pull pull out all the stops, and um, we had our um, our cast read for our first uh, for the first episode, and we were all at a table, and I didn't want to sit too close to him, even even though I gave him hugs and everything. It's like one of those things where you you respect the actor, but you also kind of go, you know what, I I want to make this authentic as well. So all the kind of teasing and stuff back and forth feeds my character, feeds my um, creative process for uh, for Scab, and he's he's right along with it. But you know, I I love the guy absolutely. So I you know, and and he's he's just a great actor. Um, he recently, not too long ago, won a um, UBCP uh, uh, Best Actor award, which is um, in Canada, the in British Columbia. Um, awards that go out for all the shows that are done here, and and he won an award for you know best actor. So you you can't uh, you can't help but want to work with someone like that that you can actually you know um, if you can try to get some of that charisma from that person um, that can kind of filter into what you do. Um, you know that's the best gift around for an actor. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun seeing his character also turn into a human just because of the time set of when he turned into a vampire. Oh, absolutely. And his whole, why would somebody want to pee in my cornflakes? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a new world for him. I, I think for, um, for any of the vampires that become human, you have to kind of, in your character, you have to remember what time that you are from, and he did a fantastic job with that. Um, as I was kind of saying, Nick, he, he is, uh, in real life, he, he, is, he was, uh, you know, a great boxer, and he, he still continues, like, his routine of, you know, exercise and that and, and sparring. Um, so him being involved uh, as Julius, uh, as that, you know, that character in boxing, he brought that entire world into, you know, the scenes and being a boxer, like say in the 1920s, 1930s, completely different, you know, um, the, even like the body style, you know, uh, say if you're a boxer now or, or a UFC fighter, you've, you've got, it's different training, it's different mentality, it's different nutrients you're taking into your body. Um, back in the twenties, thirties, boxers, forties, 
Um, these boxers actually, you know, making very low wage. Um, you're, you're boxing just to make, you know, the next day meet the next. And, you know, you're going through uh, the Depression era and a lot of things happened in, in, in those times, you know, like you're going into war times. And, and so the whole thing is survival, you know, that it's, it's real survival. Even, you know, we're, we can get kind of cushy in the things that we have now because we have, we have lighting, we have washrooms, <laughs> you know, we have internet. But back then, the whole mentality was completely different. And so Alex Ponovic, he, he brings that into the scene and you feel it. You know, when, when, you, when you're working with a fellow like that, you go, well, this guy's from 1930. So, you know, anything is going to be new to him, any kind of um, the thing with like the, um, the Dorito, like the, the chips that he was eating, um, you know, the flavoring that's there, completely different. You know, we have, uh, we have toasters, you know, even though they're not working in the apocalypse, but, you know, we, we have like crazy, you know, we, we have, there's, there's technology there that we, we didn't have back then and he's trying to cope to this world and also coping becoming a human and coping to the surroundings and you know when you're awoken to that it's it's an exciting exciting thing to play off of um my character uh they haven't exactly said what year uh that he was uh in from but from what we had in uh, the last season there was we saw a flashback of scab and uh, it was, I kind of feel it was late 50s, early 60s. So my mentality is somewhat like that, uh, which is, you know, a completely different era than the, uh, than the 30s. Awesome. Yeah, Brad and I, you've probably heard us, we've been going back and forth as to whether or not we want Vanessa to bite uh, scab or ivory. And we definitely don't want that because <laughs> oh, <laughs> like we don't want to yeah. see that change happen but we know you guys would totally kill it if it ever happened it needs to happen like way when the show is about to end like years and years and years from now <laughs> well I'll, I'll have to put a note out to the writers and we'll see what happens but uh <laughs> um you know they they listen to the show here and, and that too so you know as soon as you say something <laughs> will never happen sometimes oh, it no. happens so oh, thank no. you very much, Cart. No, yeah. no but you'll but, kill it. No. You'll kill it, and and they'll figure out a way to change you back. So it's yeah, fine. yeah. It's fine. But you know, I um, it's it's funny. Um, uh, we we both love playing the vampire. Uh, we we have a lot of energy still uh, left on in us to to play that. Um, and uh, we'll see where it goes. But if if that happens one day, um, uh, you know, I I know both. You know, if it happens to either one of us and the other one is still a vampire, or if we both become human, I, I know we're, we're both going to be, you know, crying in each other's arms because we, <laughs> <laughs> we, we love the characters uh, yeah. so much. And we, um, you know, as, as you guys know, uh, when I start a scene or, or the start of the day, uh, when, I, when I get out of makeup, I listen to a lot of music. Mm-hmm. And so that, that ritual of, um, listening to uh, what I'm listening actually to uh, for season three was uh, Smashing Pumpkins. I listened to um, two songs over and over and over. Uh, Bullet with uh, uh, Butterfly Wings, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, and uh, Ava Door. So I would, you know, before this one scene, I would just play it over and over and over. And you get into that mind frame, that mindset dark and brooding right Mm -hmm. and that just makes you want to get into that character and rip things apart and so if you know whenever you go through a change uh you for myself i would have to have some kind of different kind of music that would bring in a different vibe but uh, both uh, jennifer and myself you know when we uh we get ready for a scene where you know we, we put on our um it's the sisterhood gear and it's actually like going into battle. Um, I'm a huge fan of, um, you know, like say artwork, like Frank Frazetta, where it's, you know, uh, gladiators and, and, you know, really, you know, dark fantasy kind of uh, drawings and and very picturesque, like, you know, um, very detailed, you know, artwork. And I, I picture myself getting ready for battle. And, you know, this might be the last battle that you go into 
or a show like Vikings, you know, it's very dark and brooding. And so yeah. you, that kind of vibe. So we're, we're just automatically set for that. You know, when, when we get on set, you know, we, we give a nod. We, we don't talk um, a lot um, as, you know, as, as people because we want to keep in that vibe and we're just pumping ourselves up. So we're, we're ready for that. Uh, we might joke a little bit in the in the makeup uh, trailer. Then all of a sudden, you just feel it go, <laughs> where it <laughs> it just changes, and the makeup trailer goes, "Oh, here we go!" And uh, so when we get on set, um, you want to keep that that urgency, that dark and brooding. Um, but yeah, the, the writers are you know they they always have something creative for us to do. And I'm always amazed. Uh, I'll be reading a script, and I'll be, how did they think of this? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not, but did you see the thing where I kind of had a uh, certain um, part of my body kind of cut off? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah might have noticed that one. <laughs> yeah. How'd you guys feel about that? Well, it, I, I'm okay with it, but Brad. <laughs> it, it was cringeworthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, funny story about that is, uh, you know, like I say, we, we don't know what the, the script entails or what's kind of coming up um, before we head into it. So it's a surprise for us as, as we're reading it. And as I read a script, I like to get, uh, it's, it's a very visual thing for me. Like, you know, um, I've, I've kind of got a director's mind to where I, I see the shot, I see the movement, I see the other characters. I, I'm very, you know, uh, working in, inside my mind's eye that way. And so I, I see all these little details, and it's great because I jot them down on, on the first read, you know, anything that I see. And then if I can bring anything like that to the scene that helps the director for what his vision is or her, her vision is, then Great because I, I've already done some homework there for it. So I, I did a bit of homework uh, as far as, you know, what, what I saw and felt and everything. And I was like, holy moly, like, you know, something like that where the, like, Scab being so loyal, so devoted, wanting to be part of something, part of the sisterhood, um, he's willing to go to that extent to have uh, part of his manhood uh, cut off as an initiation into the sisterhood. He's willing to go that far. So the writers are uh, wanting to push push that point of going, okay, this, this vampire is very loyal. He'll do anything. So our director for that, um, that episode, actually, uh, tremendous lady, uh, her name is Leslie Hope. Mm. And she she's done so she's an actress herself uh-huh. and she's done um, just amazing, amazing projects. Uh, you might know her. Um, I, I can't say best, but you might know her from. Um, uh, 20, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and 24, she was the um, Jack Bauer's wife. Um, so, you know, she, she, she's definitely, you know, she's worked with some heavyweight actors. Um, mm-hmm. You can definitely, you know, tear apart a scene like nobody and so she directed um the this episode and so she was awesome uh she called me i guess you know a couple weeks uh beforehand and said i just want to and not a lot of directors do that actually they they don't sometimes they're they're too busy either creating shots or going through their shot list uh you know working with a cinematographer what what's going on um, and they're they're so inundated with uh, schedule and that that sometimes you you first meet the director um, on the day when you were shooting you don't even meet them in the, in the makeup room you're you're meeting them like yeah, a minute before the shot sometimes um, it, just the way the nature of the the beast of the business but she called um, and said hey you know. Um, uh, I, I, I love your character. I, I like to, you know, really bring some really cool things. This is my vision. And I, you know, I, I fell in love with that creative process, that energy of it. So, um, you know, her, her thing of, of saying, you know, I, I want this almost kind of erotic, almost kind of sensual. And that completely changes um, your vision of, you know, where you where you think like something would go. I, I 
you know, when I first read it, I was like, oh, this guy's going to be in such pain, you know. And that is that element is there as as you bring uh, that to the table. Um, but she had this thing, you know, I want a connection. I want I want something between you and 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 Ivory to where, you know, you're you're being brought into this thing. You know, you're you're nobody's ever done this before. This is unusual. And if if it's not taken from the other sisterhood, you will be killed. And so that urgency is there. And mm-hmm. so the way she, that she planned the, the shot, um, the way that she just set up the vibe of the day was we knew exactly what we were doing. And <clears throat> so, I, you know, hopefully it reads as, as on point, but that, that was a beautiful, uh, beautiful scene. I, um, I really enjoyed doing that one. Yeah, no, it totally came through. Like, there was such ecstasy about Scab when this was all happening, even though, you know, snip-snip, yeah, pain. But, like, he was in ecstasy. He was a part of something again. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that is, um, on the bottom line of it, every, when you do, when when you're an actor, you need to have, you know, um, a belief system or you need to have a, a goal that you're reaching for. And so one of the, one of the biggest goals for SCAP is to have, to be part of something. Um, and I think, you know, that's like that for, for anybody uh, in this world. You know, if you're working in a job, <clears throat> pardon me, if you're working in a job, you want to be able to, you know, meld with your, your coworkers or get the respect from your boss or, you know, get the pat on the back sort of thing. And if you don't do well, you know, if you're like me in anything, you you really take it home, um, and and it really bothers you until you work it out, uh, or you know, you better yourself until you can better it out. Um, and so, the underlining thing for him is to be exactly like what you said is is to be part of something and to to be something um, part of bigger than what you are. And even, like, say, spiritual-wise, uh, we are bigger than we know, but a lot of the times we put limitations on ourselves um, to where we don't allow ourselves to be um, the extent of what we can be. And so a lot of these characters in, in Van Helsing um, will bring out uh, the best and the worst of us and in, into which we, we all learn from. And so, such as life, um, you know, your your biggest draw to, you know, um, you know people in life are the teachers, uh, you know, your your parents or your sisters, brothers, co-workers, um, other people that, you know, you you, uh, you might admire. You you latch on to something that you, you want or you care about or you're intrigued about, and we all need help to get to that point. And there, there's no harm in that. Uh, there's no, it doesn't make you a weaker person uh, saying, hey, you know what, I, I need help getting to this next step. So for Scab, his next step, um, you know, naturally was to become part of something bigger than himself. And through that, he's met um, Ivory, which can take him there. And as we see at the uh, the end of the, the season three here, he's become this completely different monster. Um, and I'm very, very excited to uh, explore that more into season four. And that was a cool thing about the end of the season too, because we see that as they, the, the tribe grows more and they go into passing the, uh, the, the UV lights, which were always holding back the vampires before. And they're just like strolling on through in disguise as normal humans. <laughs> Oh yeah, that um, I love that sneaky kind of that back door kind of feel. Like, hi, we're here, <laughs> and um, that actually was uh, that that scene was directed by David Winning again, and he's got such a cool vision for for little tricks and fun things. Um, funny story about that is as we're kind of passing through the UV lights and we're getting to the main gates and we're, we're all dressed in, um, you know, like normal civilian, you know, get up to kind of be camouflaged as, you know, they're not vampires, they're human. So we're going to let them in. 
And there's, you know, even though we've got this whole brood, we've probably got, you know, 100, 200 people that are now vampires that we, that are behind us. There's only like four of us that kind of, four or five of us that kind of walk in, right? Um, and um, so it's, it's a very sneaky thing. It seems very inconspicuous. You know, we're going to, the guards at, at, you know, at the front when they have like this big gun, they're saying, oh yeah, you can come on through, you know, sort of thing. And, and so we're passing through these UV lights and that anticipation of, okay, we're going to kill you and you don't know that. <laughs> and so it's, it's kind of that, you know, that whole vibe of like, we have a joke, we have something on you that you, you guys don't know. And so that whole kind of play kind of feel, um, Mr. Winning, he, he had this idea of this would be a perfect spot to kind of throw in a little bit of a gag. And um, there's one part where Scab is walking past the UV lights. He stops. He looks over at this graffiti-covered wall, and there's this graffiti of someone uh, uh, painted this this thing of Scab or what looks like Scab as, like, the the end is near, right? <laughs> and it's a very quick shot. It, it's about, like, you know, a second and a half to two seconds. But as he looks, he sees that that kind of graffiti and then he looks back at the camera and he goes and then he takes off and it's almost like that's a little play and motivation for for him it's like oh yeah we've got this and um that was a surprise to me that wasn't uh that wasn't in the script that was something that uh mr winning um had the um art uh direction staff actually make this stick on graffiti and put it on this wall of real graffiti that was there um, this whole tunnel uh, in Vancouver where a lot of skateboarders go and, and they do all their, their artwork and everything. Um, and a lot of the stuff, you know, um, the art production staff did add in there. But that one piece I was so humbled at um, going, oh, my, my I want to meet the, the artist that did that, you know. And you just look at all the work that's done into like a two-second clip. And uh, so then we emerge into the uh, the front line and uh, the guards are, you know, unknowing what's going on. And then as soon as, you know, Ivory looks over at Scab and she takes off her, her hood, throws that knife, and, and all hell breaks loose. Um, and did you, have you guys noticed uh, this year, uh, it's, we've kind of implemented for uh, the first time here a certain cinematography uh, style from um, uh, Mr. Richards where we have... Um, it's a slow motion kind of shot. Mm -hmm. And uh, in one of the first few uh, episodes, there was this big fight out where a Scarlet and Axel are, and the entire uh, clan there are all kind of fighting against the black tech uh, members. Mm -hmm. And it's all slowed down. And uh, the, it just looks very cinematic, very, you know, filmic, very, very cool. And so they implemented uh, that kind of style into our attack scene where this knife just kind of goes flying, flying, and then hits one of the guards in, in, the, uh, in the head. And then just, you know, everything just goes all to, to a word that I can't even say <laughs> on air. Can we swear on air? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. It goes to uh, crap, I should say. So. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and so um, when all hell breaks loose, then we infiltrate uh, the area in plain clothes, and uh, then we, we just take over that whole area. And uh, that's when, you know, Scab meets Julius again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we're looking forward to next season when we can have more of that showdown. Oh, uh, well, I'll give you a little inside scoop here. I wonder how much I can kind of say. Um, Jonathan Lloyd Walker uh, was the the uh, writer for um, the finale for season three. And he had a very, very ambitious um, script. Um, the most scripts that we have are, I'd say, 46 to 50 uh, pages. Now, for uh, TV time, um, a script is a, a minute a page. And so his script came in to something like 62 
pages. And you, you look at this and you go, oh, wow, how are we going to fit all this in? But he, he just had so much to say, so much that he wanted to put in. And um, he, he felt like even if we don't, even if we don't use it all this time, at, at least we have something that we can springboard from. Mm-hmm. And it, it's always good to have, you know, more footage than, than have not enough and go, you know what, we have a 30-minute show here. Let's just do a dance routine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he, was, he went all out with what he, he thought he could do. Um, and also, big, huge congratulations to him, um, Jonathan uh, Lloyd Walker. Um, and it, when I say that name, I almost have to say it in a dark voice, like, Jonathan Lloyd Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Star Wars character, you know? It, it has presence. Yeah, yeah, and, and he does as well. Um, but he, he's become now uh, the new showrunner for season four. Mm-hmm. So Neil LeBute has passed on the reins uh, to to Jonathan because uh, Neil is going on to um, uh, different kind of ventures. He's he's got he, you know Neil is a New York um, playwright. He's he's done amazing amazing plays. Uh, very creative guy. Really 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 fun gracious person. Um, and he's also doing another show with uh, Nomadic Pictures. Um, that will be coming out soon, um, or actually will be, you know, getting in, um, in pre, pre uh, post-production, getting the whole, you know, uh, training department and everything kind of going. And so this new, uh, season, Neil will be doing some, um, uh, production and writing as well, uh, which is really cool. Cause when you, when you read a Labute, uh, script, it's one of those things where it's like, wow, you know, like the emotions and, you know, a, a lot of people sometimes get very upset at uh, the uh, the way the characters interact with each other, and that's exactly what he wants you to feel. Is is that you know he he wants some sort of emotion, some feeling from you, and it's not plain. So with with Jonathan, um, he's he's been with the show from like you know day point one, and so he's been under. Uh, uh, Neil's wing and, and Jonathan himself is an amazing actor. Um, he, he's been on shows. Uh, he's got a, a Snowpiercer. You'll see him on that when it yes. uh, when it airs. Um, so like he knows he knows definitely what he's doing. And uh, I've always admired him for his integrity. Um, a, a lot of people in in the business sometimes have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, a little bit of um, you know. Um, yeah, I, I haven't experienced much of that myself. I'm very, very fortunate. Um, but you hear stories of people, you know, social climbing to where it's like, okay, well, I'll, you know, you help me with this. I'll, I'll, I'll help you on this next project. And then you never hear from them again. Mm-hmm. But Jonathan, he remembers everybody. He's gracious to everybody, um, you know, from... Uh, from the person that serves uh, hot dogs on set to to, you know... Steven Spielberg, you know, any, any range from in there and not saying one is better than the other. Cause we, we all have, you know, a passion that we go for. Um, but like that whole range from being new to on set to being, um, to a veteran on set, he mm-hmm. treats exactly the same. And if you have a question, you can go up to him, you can ask him anything. Um, he's, you know, just great guy. I can't say enough about him. So I, I'm very, you know, I'm very pleased to hear that he's, um, He's running the uh, the show for season four, and so f- from going from Neil to to Jonathan, um, you know, I, I feel very I can't say comfortable because you can never get comfortable with uh, the moment you get comfortable, you get a little uh, I could say maybe stagnant, you know. Yeah. But I, I could say I I get I feel very um, assured in in his in his uh, ability. And that's going to just filter down to all of us. And I think it's it's just going to make us better. Yeah. Yeah, I was sad to see that Neil was going to be leaving us. But when I found out that Jonathan was taking over, I was glad because, like you said, he's been with the show since the beginning. So he knows the bones of the show. And I'm very confident that he'll take this thing and be able to take things to the next level. So I'm excited. Oh, it's it's crazy. Um, you know, and I, I, I think I, I definitely have to um, to thank the fans for for helping the entire show get to season four. Um, as they're almost a, 
a maimed star cast member themselves. Um, because without the fan support, without people watching the show, we wouldn't have a season four. And, and so our, you know, we're, we're so thankful. I mean, um, all the actors, we, we really try to go on Twitter as much as we can when the show airs and, and, you know, be, you know, integrated in, in what people are saying. And, and, you know, if someone doesn't like the show, uh, which is, is actually very rare, um, it's, it's, it's awesome that it's rare because that means, you know, people of that genre are really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if someone doesn't like something about it, you know, we, we take that to heart and we try to correct it or we try to make it better. And, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's not always, we can't always um, do what, you know, fans want. If a, uh, if a character dies, we, we can't always, you know, um, you know, make them feel better about that. But yeah. the, the, just the, the, the thought of um, everyone pulling for us is amazing. Um, one of the fans, uh, his uh, on Twitter, his he's got a handle uh, of uh, fate, um, F A T E, and uh, this uh, person, this fellow, was in a uh, car accident um, a couple years ago, <clears throat> a really, really, really bad one, and so he was in, uh, uh, he was kind of, you know, his his entire body was immobilized. And uh, so he went on Twitter one day and, and sent me a message and said, I, I just want to thank you guys um, for, for, having, uh, for having a show that shows survivors uh, being able to get through whatever comes through and trying your best and everything. And, and it's, it's, it's funny because certain you know, viewers will um, make a show their favorite. And we're just so lucky to have this person as as one of their favorite shows. So as they were kind of going through the uh, rehabilitation uh, process, uh, they would watch our show, and <laughs> it's it's amazing. Um, this person has has come up, you know, to about ninety uh, percent of you know mo- mobility, and uh, y- you look at that and and you go, we actually do have um, you know change in people's lives. Um, one, it's funny, um, one other person, um, Alice, uh, she's from, uh, Italy mm-hmm. and she actually made a, a little scab doll, um, you know, from hand by hand. And, uh, I've actually got it right here with me. And, <laughs> Is that the uh, one you take pictures of all the time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it's going to be, I tell you, it's going to be uh, in my in my makeup trailer and and everything when uh, when we do season four here. But she she made um, she actually made two. She made a um, a larger one and a smaller one. And the smaller one, she sent uh, she mailed to me, and uh, it's it's just crazy the detail on there. Um, you know, like shout outs to uh, another person, Katie Lester. She's um, on Twitter, a huge, huge supporter of the show, and she does artwork uh, for everybody. And she, she spreads a lot of, lot of love um, to all of us, and it just filters down. It makes us all feel, you know, uh, bigger than we actually are, right? And uh, it's, it's just awesome. And she's from the UK. Um, you know, uh, Christina Lee. She does. She's on Twitter. She does artwork and and Brazil and and you know Canada, U.S. Um, just you know, there's just a lot of love that uh, from the the fans, and that actually makes us really want to do a, a, a more of a quality show for for these people. And uh, you know, like all, all the seasons, we we've worked so hard, um, and for me. The, the the first people that actually see the show are the crew. So if we can freak out the crew, or if we can, you know, get a smile out of someone or a tear from someone, mm-hmm. we know we're on the right track. And so uh, you know, we we hope to get as as much as the original crew that we can for this next season. And that's one of the things we actually like about the our Facebook group that we have for. Uh Van Helsing is the fact that we get all these people from around the world who post stuff on it. And, you know, the show's been over here now for a couple of weeks, but we still have people on a regular basis, you know, posting away. Oh, it's, it's like, uh, it's like flesh or, or, or the actor that plays, uh, 
slash Vincent uh, Gale, it's it's undying. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's you you cannot kill something that has uh, an energy to it. And mm-hmm. whether it's transformed into something else or what, it's you know, there's something. You know, even it, it sometimes sometimes you'll do a role um, in your past, and and you you've you've already moved on, and you know, for the next ten years, you might get people say, hey, or like say the Rolling Stones, right? Hey, play Satisfaction, you know, and even though they played that song probably, you know, a hundred thousand times live, I bet you they never get tired of it because that's the original spark. That's something that gave them, you know, life to their, to their careers and and to a career that they would do basically for, you know, they're just grateful to be playing. That's something that's in them that they want to do. So to have a backing like that, uh, much like our show, um, people are just undying uh, to the to the show, and and that just like I say, it gives us a spark to where we we're going to come out with um, just cannons this this next season. Um, what's what's going to happen is is going to be just amazingly shocking things, and I I can't wait to be part of. Uh, part of that day when that makeup goes on and we head into something very brutal. We are definitely uh, looking forward to that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like actors, uh, I could go on on, on about, but, uh, one of our, uh, one of the actors that I, I just find amazing. And, and he had, uh, one episode that he was in is, uh, Michael Eklund. He played, Oh my uh, God. <laughs> He's he's amazing. He he's a Vancouver a Vancouver uh, based actor, but he's he's done so many things all over. Um he was in the call with Halle Berry, played a really really creepy evil dude and uh so, you know he's he's been in some of the some things that when you watch him you go like there's really nobody like this this guy. Uh the creativity that that exudes from this guy is amazing. He when he was younger uh, well, I guess we all used to be younger, but <laughs> when he was younger, uh, he, you know, he was uh, an artist, uh, an actual painter, and he got into uh, the craft of acting because it was something that resonated to him to where he can express uh, fully. And man, oh man, did he ever take off with that? His his uh, ability and his process of getting into an um, into a character. And having that come out on screen to where you want to watch more of this guy is is very very rare. Um, and I, you know, we're all inspired by actors like that. Um, another act, an actor, actress would be Rukia. Um, she she plays Doc on mm-hmm. the show. Right. Uh, she's amazing. Um, like number one, like she's a she's a beautiful woman. Um, you know, as far as ener- her energy and and her appearance and everything too, she's just gorgeous. But um, when her acting ability, she can do anything. I mean, she can, she make, make you cry. She can make you laugh. Um, and you know, and that's why she's, you know, a favorite on the show is that she's got that ability. Um, as does Michael, uh, Eklund to where you want to watch these people, you care for them, you can relate to them. And that's what acting is. Um, you're reflecting, uh, life, you're reflecting, um, art, and it's your personal take uh, from your all your experiences in life that you can bring to this role. So uh, a person uh, like Michael or Rukia, they they bring all their their heartfelt moments, and they bring it into a role that they can really relate to uh, to the character, and that makes you you know fall in love with that person or hate that person. You know, if you're playing an evil character uh, or a villain, the actual villain himself or herself does not think they're evil. They think they're doing the right thing. And so they will stand to their ground to do what they think is best, even though to another person it may not be the best or it may be the best thing that, you know, they, they can relate to. So that it's a very fine line to... Um, to be acting or to become a real 
character. And, and these people just have that ability uh, to do that. So I, I, I admire their work. Yeah, it's always a good job when people hate the character because that just means the actor's doing perfectly what they should be doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's if, if you know if you're getting hate mail, uh, <laughs> you're doing something right, uh, you know, and it's, 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 it's hard to take sometimes. Like, I'll, I'll get mail going, don't you hurt my Julius, and I'll be like, you know, he was my Julius first, you know, <laughs> sort of thing, right? So it's, uh, um, I love that, but I, I, surprisingly enough, um, the evil characters on the show get a lot of love. Um, and we have a new character uh, on the show, um, Neil McDonough, um, which I know you've, you've seen in, in a lot of, lot of shows. Um, he plays the evil black tech, Mr. Mister. Mm-hmm. And um, he is going to bring it in season four, and he's going to be a baddie to watch. And so we've got... We've got, you know, evil characters, you know, such as Sam, Christopher Heyerdahl playing Sam. We've, he's turned into a beast now. He's, he is an elder, uh, but he is his own. Yeah, that, that actor is, uh, he's probably the god of all actors because his character work is incredible. And he puts a lot of, a lot of homework and a lot of work into his, uh, into his performances. Uh, and it shows. Um, but so when you have someone like that going up against another evil person uh, or people, then seeing those battles go on, you know, it, it's just, it's next level. And we definitely can't wait to see it. Um, you guys have made a, an art of taking things to the next level. Uh, we say every season, like you guys just, twist things and we, we have these amazing crazy twists that happen and like we're just surprised every time we look at an episode honestly and i can't wait to see what you guys have in store next and uh, also can i just say i love yeah. how you all of you shout each other out so much mm-hmm. and so well like you you guys make sure every crew member costume designer their work has been appreciated because like we see these things and like we don't know everybody who's behind it and i really appreciate that you post as much as you do letting us Oh, this is this person. So thank uh, you for that. Thank you, Court. Um, it, it just seems it's just a natural thing to do from the feeling that we, the energy that we have on set. You know, we're we're all family, but we're we're inspired by each other, and we've we've got that momentum of the ball rolling, and we're all pushing it. You know, whether it be uphill or downhill, we don't even know what direction, but we're pushing it to the point where we, we feel that momentum. And we, we just, we all love each other. Like, we're all friends. Um, and, and like you say, with the, the, the creativity and, and the unexpected hooks of everything, um, that's, that's really a testament to the writers. You know, like uh, Jackie May, she, uh, she's an amazing writer, but she also directed uh, the episode where Vanessa is on the hook. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was grueling because, um, Kelly Overton, uh, who plays Vanessa on the show, um, she, she's on this hook for five days okay. and, you know, um, and that's not easy because you're, you're just hanging there in this harness and, you, you know, just imagine like, say, say if you had a bandaid on your finger and it's a little bit too tight, you know, well, it's annoying for the first hour, but then after, you know, five hours your your finger is numb Uh and so just picture like a body (laughs) band-aid you know i mean it's it's not comfortable so she directed that episode um uh jackie may and and she's a you know she just got really cool vision for things and and that whole thing was done basically in in one room so to captivate an audience with one room it's almost like say reservoir dogs um Tarantino's uh, Reservoir Dogs, where all the characters are basically in the room of, um, you know, like this holding facility until like the uh, the diamonds show up or, you know, the money shows up, you know, that sort of thing, right? Well, yeah. you've got this one set that you're working with, and that one set became a, you know, a, a blossom of flowers 
of uh, for acting ability and, and Trezo, um, you know, coming down the the chain there, and then getting getting bitten and becoming human again, and uh, that whole thing. But you know, our, our writers like uh, Jer- Jeremy Smith and Matt Venables, they I, they make my favorite scripts because they have a lot of action in their scripts. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I know when I I get a script from them, I'm going, okay, I'm getting ready for a battle here. And uh, you know they're 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 some of my favorite uh, writers for the show and that. But yeah, we we have we have a we all like to back each other up because you know we're we feel backed up by them as well. So we, you know I I don't know if a lot of shows you know like you say uh, do that uh, with their cast and crew, but uh, our show I, I think is a, a unique. Um, unique experience from what what I've ever had on a show myself, and so um, if this if this show goes on for ten seasons, I I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. And uh, agreed. Yeah, so I I, I really want to thank um, Sci Fi and NBC Universal for um, you know allowing us to continue the show and and keep going with it. Um, and uh, you know I'll. Um, Nomadic Pictures and 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 uh, Chad and Mike, who are the uh, the the top of the chain of uh, production there, and they've they've got awesome shows coming out too. Um, actually, Jonathan Walker, um, he's a producer as well on a show that's going to be coming out called uh, Woo Assassins, and that's going uh, that's done by Nomadic Pictures as well, and and it's kind of like a. Uh, Kind of like a kung fu uh, martial arts uh, mm-hmm. drama, and it's it's going to be really cool when that comes out. Uh, but the production company has done you know TV shows like Fargo, which is amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, they've won awards, and and um, Jackie Lind, who does casting for uh, for a lot of our a lot of our stuff, is um, you know just getting the right actors to come in for our um, our Van Helsing, and we we could be more grateful heading into it. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Bring it. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, I, we cannot wait for more. We should probably just go ahead and wrap it up there. We're at an hour now. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't paying attention to time. I was like, Oh, look, it's an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we're heading into, uh, Hey, it's, it's three seasons. We got to go into three hours. So, and another <laughs> thing was, <laughs> we'll just keep throwing but, it. That's uh, how it goes. I, I would like to say, um, Brad and Court, thanks so much for for following the show um, endlessly. Uh, you know, every time you put out a um, a show uh, podcast for uh, you know a recap, you know I I'm, I, I listen to it when I can, uh, and I usually listen to into a um, in the car when I'm going from set or whatever from other gigs and that and and. Um, you, you just a joy to listen to and have your energy behind us as well. You're, you're part of our, uh, our family as well. And, and so we, we wish, uh, the best for, for you guys and, and just keep bringing that, the, uh, the cool energy to, uh, to your podcast and with pure fan. And we, we hope you guys are on air for, uh, an, another 10 years. You guys have been, uh, together doing shows, uh, back and forth and that for, for over 10 years. And that uh, that is that is something to to say about your your character and your integrity and your energy together as well. Thank you, Roland. Yeah, we thank really you. appreciate it. Oh, and thank you for posting like the writers' names sometimes for me on Facebook. I was doing this thing where I was getting it from IMDb, and I'm never doing that again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, hey, any, any, and I tell you, anytime you guys have a question or anything like, like that, just pop it uh, our way, and, and we'll do our best to to answer or send pictures or whatever, whatever you guys need. Because we're, uh, as you guys support us, we we support your uh, as, as as much as we can ourselves as well. Awesome, thank you. Uh, so, can you tell us when filming starts? Do you know yet? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, filming for Block One for uh, uh, Van Helsing Season 4 <laughs> starts February 25th. Oh, my God. Yes. Right, right around the corner. Oh, yes. Right. And what a way to start the new year of 2019. Yeah, I can't beat that. We'll be looking forward to that. How can people find you on the social medias? Uh, definitely. You can, uh, under my name, Roland Pidlovny, under uh, Twitter, 
Facebook, uh, Instagram, and also at the uh, back of milk cartons if I ever go missing. <laughs> <laughs> it's very 80s of you. Yes. <laughs> Definitely, okay. people. Be sure you get out Bye. there on Twitter and follow everybody. I mean, I mean, they post a lot of great stuff out there. You can't miss this thing. You, uh, Behind-the-scenes stuff, you can't miss it. My friends, I will sign off and, and have a great night. And also get ready for the uh, new blood moon that we have on uh, January 20th. It's going to be a, a, a lunar eclipse. And as the uh, blood, as the uh, moon turns uh, bloody, I will be thinking of both of you. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much, <laughs> Roland. Okay. Take care. All right. Take All right. Care. Bye. Night. Okay. That was an awesome interview we had there with Roland. Learned a lot of cool stuff. Talked for a while. It was great. Yeah, I learned like a lot of stuff and I'm so pumped for next season. It's going to be amazing. I know. It's going to be so great. I just can't wait to see what happens. And like, again, I I love the energy like that this cast and crew have with each other. It's awesome. So, yeah, there's a whole lot of love in the cast and all the talking, (laughs) everything else going on out there. All right. So um, make sure that you guys drop a comment below to let us know what you thought of the recording and keep an eye out for some really cool things that we have in store. We have our 200th episode, which is coming up soon. We have The Magicians, which is coming back next week. Mm-hmm. And also Siren is coming back next week. Oh, and Discovery Witches dropped this week. So go ahead and binge that. It's available on Sundance now and Shudder. All righty. Yeah, our 200th episode is going to be kind of interesting. So Absolutely. And I'm going to try to get Brad to talk about the passage, so stay tuned for okay. that. Yeah, I, I'll i talk about it. I kind of like this. It's vampire-related, so. I was saying, uh, hey, don't call them vampires, though. Uh, okay, blood-sucking <laughs> people. Fine. Um, so, yeah. And if you know us real good, you'll get a good idea of what we're going to talk about on our 200th episode. Just oh, so. yeah. No hints. Just, no hints. No hints. We say it all the time, but just. <laughs> yes, we do. We give hints all the time, but whatever. <laughs> if you, it's our favoriteest thing ever. If you think you know what it is, send us a message on Facebook and we'll tell you if you're right. <laughs> <laughs> just that's all I got. Uh, definitely come over. And if you're not on the Van Helsing group for Facebook, come on over and join us. Like we said, there's a lot of cool people on there. There's, you know, the actors, they're there. They interact. They will post your stuff. Do everything. I mean, we got to keep it all going. Absolutely. And like Roland said, there are some awesome artists that are on the page right now producing some great stuff. So if you find yourself feeding for a little van help for a little bit of Van Helsing goodness, like just come by the page. Some people have videos or different art that they're doing. So Yep, definitely. Well, until next time. Oh, until next time, it is not live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.